And what's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Magpie Twenty Four Seven podcast. No, it's not typo. I didn't get it wrong. That's the new. That's the new old new name. As we're not calling ourselves even in jest anything that Steve Bruce remarked because we think he is a total liability and a total parasite of this football club, and he needs to go. This Paul is getting beyond a joke. It's getting ridiculous, yeah. man. Beyond I mean, the parody. Beyond the fast. It is. It's totally farcical. Um, usually what I do before we do the podcast now, I do the rounds of what other people are saying and stuff. And um, We've both got our favourites. You watch more the Gallagher Trots lads. I watch more the uh, the True Fear flop now. But it's, it's, it's just getting utterly farcical, mate. It's getting ridiculous, man. Um, and it's it, like, it, it comes to a stage, mate. It, it's like every week, Steve Bruce manages, manages somehow, some way, to find a way to sink to lower depths every single time. But, of course, myself and yourself, along with every other Geordie going along, we're just a bunch of keyboard warriors. We don't know what we're chatting about. We haven't had 500 Premier League games and all this sort of uh, you know sort of thing. But, yeah, we're just tired of being attacked, taken for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you say, dicked out all, all the time, thrown under the bus. And this is off the manager, supposedly a fellow Geordie. Um, in, in Steve Bruce, it is absolutely pathetic. The only uh, thing that's come off, off this latest match is that a few more of these so-called pundits are starting to get the eyes opened. I think the likes of Jamie Carragher and co having to watch Newcastle three times in a week are starting to realise truly yeah, how awful and dreadful it is. And that the Geordies have been right, mate, from way back. You, me and you, we just about uh, everything away, mate, last season. But we were seeing this same shit back then. If you look back at what we've said consistently about it, it was a clusterfuck for 90 minutes, and it was Steve Bruce's luck in stoppage time. His luck, mate, as well and truly ran out, and now we are reaping the rewards of having an absolute retard in charge of the football club. Well, the, the writing's been on the wall for such a long time, Paul. We've we've been calling this since a couple of games into the Fibbing season. Um, mm. I even named one of the podcasts a couple of weeks ago. Luck is running out, Bruce, and it's it's well and truly run out. I honestly, Paul, I don't. It's a it's a miracle of modern society and a miracle of modern sport how we have nineteen points on the board. It's an absolute miracle. There's more chance yeah. of me winning the lottery ten times in a row. It's it, it, crap, yeah. Man. If you're a Sheffield United supporter, a West Brom supporter, mate, a Fulham supporter, a Brighton supporter. Uh, even Burnley supporter, you should be sitting there shaking your head how you you're lowering the table and us with the absolute brand of um, diarrhea that we serve up because it's not football, it's not football no. whatsoever. Um, I've watched Newcastle for a long time. Like I said, fortieth uh, uh, end of last year, I've seen some shite. I've seen some shite plays. I've seen some shite tactics. I've seen some shite selections. We've had some shite managers. But I'm telling you, my friend, this is as bad as it gets. It, it, it is worse, and I feel worse now than I, when I did when Keegan was just coming into the club. And we were in the shit back then, mate. Honestly, believe me, we were in the shit back then. Yeah. Um, we didn't have two brass pennies to rub together and all this sort of thing. Uh, and little did I know we were on the cusp of an absolute roller coaster. But at, back at that stage of things, when I, you know, you know, back in the day, I thought it was bad then. No way, no way. 
It's worse now. It's worse than it was under Steve McLaren. It's worse than it was under Joe Kinnear. Um, it's it's as low. I mean, I, I speak to people all the time. People stop me when I'm going out and about and doing stuff. People are fed up. People last night were saying, I watched The Voice. I'd rather watch The Fucking Voice and The mass Singer than watch Newcastle play on the box. It, it's ironic and, that you met, it's ironic you mentioned The Voice because it makes me want to spin the chair the other way. Well, I've already told you a couple of times, mate. I'll tell you something. It, it gets me that mad. I could literally go out there and, and drop kick, drop kick a fucking granny and throw the fucking TV uh, out in the in the in the middle of the garden. It is so infuriating that me and you, you know, we're we're not experts. Steve Bruce keeps reminding us all, us Geordies, we know fuck all, and he is the Messiah. Um, but yet he can stand there with his hands in his pockets, occasionally rubbing his face as he does. He likes to do that, but that's that's all he does. Meanwhile, us at home are screaming about the inefficiencies, about the problems with the formations, about the numerous faults at our football club, and nobody from the owner to the MD to the manager gives a fuck. No, it's not getting nothing's getting addressed, Paul. I mean, no. the podcasts go on every week, and we're trying to stretch the vocabulary as far as we possibly can to say how shitty he is, and we're running out of words, mate. We're running out of podcasts. Like, yeah. honestly, like if it wasn't for what we do with Magpie twenty four seven and that, and speaking and like us speaking to each other about the match all the time and all this and that, I don't even know if I'd bother with it, mate. To be honest, because oh. obviously I don't want to let the people down that listen to her and, and 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 enjoy what we're saying stuff. So I do I will do the podcast, but honestly, like I put a question to you, is listening. Like, are we just saying the same shit every week? Because I feel like I am. Am I just going insane? Am I just saying the same shit all over and over and over again? Or is this just genuinely the issue? Because yeah. with, with Bruce, because mate, it's just, do you know what I mean? Like the only it's so maddening. It's so maddening. We we need we need the 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 folk of Countdown's Dictionary Corner. Where is where is Rob? Where's Robert at at the moment? Because he could do that uh, job in Dictionary Corner to come up with new ways to describe the same old shit that Steve Bruce is serving week up, week in and week out. The problems have not changed from the beginning of this 10 games to now. The problems were there last season, everything away. The problems were there when we you know, snatched a, a victory right at the end against Chelsea. The problems have always been there. The only difference, mate, is... That Steve Bruce's luck. I don't know if Mrs. Bruce has has um, managed to lose his lucky pants or something like that. But I mean, I think she's probably the only person who wants him to keep the Newcastle job because she's probably thinking, I don't want that aggravating, annoying bastard around the house anymore than what he already is. Um, but yeah, he's run out of luck, run out of ideas. Well, he only had one or two ideas, mate. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's old hat. And what I find remarkable is that nobody at our football club gives a shit. Where is Lee Charlie? Where is the leadership? Where is the owner, Mike Ashley? He's down tools. He's took the keys in an envelope. He's posted them through the door, and he's just said to the new owner, just hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. He's the custodian at the moment, mate. And, and yeah, more questions need to be asked about Ashley and Charlie because their silence is deafening. It, it, well, exactly, mate. I mean, the only silver lining we've had as fans at the minute is literally Magpie twenty four seven, mate. Like, we'll be real with you. Yeah. The only good thing me and Paul have had football wise the past four or five months, which is more than a lot of people listening, which is more than a lot of people in the fan base, which 
we've had Magpie 24-7. Do you know what I mean? Where we've been able to interact with people, find a new platform um, and stuff like that and, and make make this yeah. podcast and, and, and obviously Twitter and Facebook and, and like the little little goals that we hit every now and then. That's the only silver lining. But do you know what it is, Paul? Honestly, I'd trade all that in, all the followers, all the subscribers, all, everything I traded all in if it meant Newcastle could just have a yeah, bit a of little bit of a and have, it, yeah, and have something again. Do you know what I mean? Because at the minute, mate, it's dead. It's so, so yeah. toxic. You've got fans attacking each other every given fucking day on Twitter. It's it's ridiculous, mate, and it's out of sheer frustration of this horrible, toxic bastard, which is Steve Bruce. And like, I don't, I don't like personally going at people but it's, it's starting to become really personal what he's doing to me and doing to my football team because oh. the, the games are coming up Paul every week and I'm dreading them it's like oh I can't even be asked. I was looking forward to the McGregor fight more than I was looking forward to, to the Newcastle match that was shit as well by the way <laughs> but it's not the point it's like it, I, I don't look forward to the Newcastle matches anymore because I know we're going to get beat. I know we're going to play shit. And I know after the game, Steve Bush is going to say, oh, well, you know, I rolled sleeves up. And and, and it's the same It's the same mate, line. Mate, the thing is, bingo for him. The thing is, mate, right, it, it's been... It, I've gone into matches as a Newcastle fan o- over the decades, right? And I've always gone into them thinking, there's every chance that Newcastle will fuck this up because it's what we do, what we do best. Uh, but cool. I've never had as little hope as I do now and as little belief as I do right now. He has drained and strangled all of, of every drop of optimism that, that the fans have got. And all we've got left now is to, well, literally put all of our hopes on a takeover that we know nothing about. Uh, again, another. Mm-hmm. It's we've got information, uh, you know, uh, vacuum from that. There's an information vacuum from the club uh, and from the management. And then to further add insult to injury, he's now uh, not speaking to any of the written press. He's you know shutting uh, shutting down shop. Oh. You're looking at the players at the end of the match. They just look they look sick as a dog. They'd rather be anywhere else but there. There's no ideas, there's no energy, there's no nothing. It's all down to that man, that one man, that so-called Geordie, who says that he bleeds for black and white, he says that he cares about the club. He doesn't. He's as bad as Lee Charnley, who in turn is as bad as Mike Ashley. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Charnley and Bruce are in charge of the football operations at that club. And what is going on at the moment, mate, is absolutely fucking criminal. It yeah. is... Um, yeah, it, it's disgusting. we we feel terrible for just coming on with the negative stuff. And I don't want to make things uh, personal or anything else like that, but it's it's just an absolute disgust. And he, he has no problem with making it personal with the Newcastle fans who he throws yeah. continuously under the bus all of the time. You do not shit on your own doorstep, mate. You don't do it. And that is what Steve Bruce is doing. He's shitting on his own doorstep. And... Um, like you, I think you said it perfectly out on Twitter. You wouldn't wish Steve Bruce on the fucking Mackhams, and that is how how how, how bad it is. And That's we're seeing what Aston Villa have seen before, what the Mackhams seen, um, you know, previously relying in the wrong type of players in the wrong type type of systems, not investing correctly, getting a load of Manchester United rejects. We're being linked with Jesse fucking Lingard today on loan. Uh, there's no money for investment, and we happen to get a fucking coaching to coach the coaches. I mean, how desperate are things when we run at the Bournemouth in the championship for uh, for coaches 
from then. What what does Lee Charlie think that this is going to change? Um, and we've said before on the previous podcast of the three areas of the football club, the players, the management, and and the ownership situation. At least two of them need to change for long term success for our club. At least one needs to change to have any chance of staying up. And the club are literally just sticking two fingers up. Steve Bruce is refusing to speak to, to people now, and and uh, it's and he's following suit. He's looking at the likes of Lee Charney and Mike Ashley, and he's just copy and type. There's there's nobody there who's saying these are the standards of the club, and we will not fall below them. This is our target. This is how we're going to move on. There's no accountability at that football club anymore, and because there's not there's nothing, and there's. Bruce has got no pressure to succeed, mate. He gets paid yeah. whether he wins, loses, or draws. Um, and he, he's quite happy. He is quite he's happy. Jackpot, mate. He has. He's hit the flipping jackpot because he can be a shit, useless, pathetic, yeah. gutless. He can say as many Nothing things in the open press, as many stupid things as he said, which we'll touch on in a minute. He can do all of that all he wants, mate, but he won't get sacked. Any yep. team in the top five divisions of, in, in Europe would have sacked Steve Bruce on the spot two or three weeks ago, Paul. After Sheffield United, after the capitulation there, he would. Yep. He, any other club would have went, right, you've got to go now. But he's, And I have he, no he, complaints he, about him. On, Steve Bruce has went, right, well, um, the gloves are off now, it's my way and all this shit. We've conceded five goals and scored not one, and we haven't looked like scoring one. We've had, what, two shots on target in two games? Um... We're, it's awful watching us. It's it's dire, mate. He's got to go. It's the he's the worst manager I've ever ever seen. You can say Steve McLaren, you can say you, you can say John Carver, yeah. you can say whatever, but in terms of how much he pokes a stick at the fans in press conferences before and after games, and then the flipping absolute shit that we've got to pop with frequently on a on a weekly basis. I mean, even under McLaren, we'll be Norwich 5-2. We had a couple of decent games. There was a, a, a needle in a haystack in terms of decent performances. Under Bruce, we've had 57 Premier League games, mate, and we, we've played well, what, once or twice? Bournemouth away yeah. last season and, and, and West, Ham. West Ham opening day. That's, That's it. Two, two that come That's to mind. Well, other than that, mate, it's it's a shit house penalty, a shit house bit of luck, a, a dodgy offside call, or or just utter shit housery. I yeah. mean, look, take the Everton game that we laugh about, and even still to this day, it was awful. Ninety-two minutes, and we got two dodgy goals at the end. Like sums the bloke up in in mm. two minutes. The lucky bastard. And they have to, people have the audacity, mate, to compare him to Benitez. And I know I keep saying compare to Rafa and that, but at the you end can't. of the day, Rafa's the, Rafa's the previous manager, and Bruce keeps going on about Rafa in his press conferences. So I'm going to compare him. The, to Rafa. What the might, the mighty Rafa, the mighty Rafa. That was disgusting, oh, absolutely disgusting. I've, the I've way he the speaks point. about him, and then then he then he has the audacity to speak about the likes of Eddie Howe, and so, well, he he got, he got his team relegated last year. Personally, I would say he'd produce miracles getting Bournemouth to the stage that, that they were, producing some of the results that, that they were getting. Yet he attacks so, so-called fellow professionals in the likes of Eddie Howe and Rafa Benitez. He takes the piss. He's on about the fact that he's equal the points total and this, that and the other. What he made is playing. is not defensive football. It's, it's just shit. Rafa played defensive football that was effective and got results. And sometimes oh, it, it resulted in goals scored. This isn't anywhere fucking near it. This is disgusting, clusterfuck, 
football uh, at best on the back of a fag packet. And uh, no, I, I, I won't. I won't let anybody compare. And, and if you're comparing the men, compare the men, right? And compare somebody who's who's what he's probably got. Um, it probably hasn't even won a fucking scratch card compared to somebody who's won titles throughout Europe, uh, Champions Leagues, uh, FA Cups, League Cups, uh, you know, foreign cups, and all that sort of thing. And you just can't do it. Yes, one is defensive. It's not free-flowing champion football. It's not Keegan. It's not uh, Robson. It's not any of that. But don't dare. But he really pushed the luck when he started, um, you know, uh, belittling so-called fellow professionals. It's like, does he know no bounds? Where where does his sense of dignity? And and in in the same press conference, he says, I'm going to hold myself with a certain dignity and certain respect. But then in the same breath, he's attacking Eddie Howe. For no reason. And Eddie Howe's done nothing to him, by yeah. the way. And he's, a, he's attacking Rafa Benitez, who's had nothing but positive things and professional things to be able to speak about him. So, again, you're a hypocrite. You're a, a, a lying bastard. You're a hypocrite. You're yeah. useless yeah. at your job. You haven't got the skill set. Certainly now, you probably never have. Uh, and it's the same issues. And you look back at every club he's managed, Sunderland, you look back at Aston Villa, and the fans are saying the same thing about his dinosaur football, his dinosaur approach. And the worst thing about it in the lead-up to this game, mate, is the sub on the time bloke, you know, who did the banner. He's yeah. given us sympathy. And it's oh, like, how, how low of a club, irony, how much of a yeah. fan of the club? Yeah. The irony of the fact that sub on the time blog is, is actually saying, look, I feel sorry for you guys having to put up with that absolute piece of shit running your football club. It needs to yeah. change. Uh, and, 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 and Charlie, he needs to earn his corn. Disgusting. I've had enough of this bloke. Oh. I've had enough for him for fucking... I would have never appointed him. I wouldn't have given him the job of tea lady. Never mind manager of our football club. He's Dickhead. An, he's an he's absolute pond life, mate. As a managing mm-hmm. director, um, getting a pay rise last year. What did he get a pay rise for? What does he do? Like seriously, what does the bloke do? Um, the the amount of times where contracts have dwindled down. I mean, look at the DeAndre Yedlin situation. He's having and by not speaking to him, he's have missed out on his work permit. That's why he missed the game last night. Like how disrespectful. Like Yedlin, yeah, and I know he's not one of the best players to play for Newcastle. By all means, I've I've critiqued them in the past, and we have on this podcast, Paul. But they yeah. have the the utter disrespect to not even speak to him about his future. Where he's lived, he's lived here for for several years now. You know, he's settled and he wants to get on with his football, think about his career. And you, you're not even contacting him, man. And and because they're not contacting, yeah, Louis Castos. Oh, um, he worked. Louis Castos gets you, you, gets contacted. Bad club. It's it, it, it's absolutely it's it's terrible, Paul. But um, to go on to go on what Steve Bruce said about Rafa. I've got I've got the whole uh, quote here from uh, from Craig. Craig Hope's Twitter. Steve Bruce was asked today if any boss could be successful under Ashley. What do you gauge as success? Sorry, gauge. I gauged success last year as matching Rafa's tally appoints you one point less, by the way, despite spending 60 million, but okay. He was a world-class manager. Where did he finish? 10th and 13th. Is that success? We matched the mighty Rafa. Like, I'm sorry, Paul, but who on earth does he think he is? We haven't won a game. At the time, we hadn't won a game in nine, and he's going on about Rafa, the mighty Rafa. Did Rafa lose nine games and uh, not win a game in nine? He'd have had the same pressure, mate, if he did. 
seriously, he would have had he would have the same pressure, the same questions asked about him. Rafa wasn't beyond reproach. We criticised him over the time about maybe being too negative or missing chances to go more positive and, in, and, and turn in, games. In, of course, in. you can critique. But at the end of the day, mate, you and I both know that that man had a plan. Even when we won, I can remember staying back at St. James's Park and the happy days that we were allowed to stay back at St. James's Park. And you're watching him. We, we've won. Yet Rafa goes out onto the pitch, puts his arm around a, a Paul Dummett or a John Joe Shelby and says, look, I know we've just won, but whilst it's fresh in your mind, this happened during the match and you needed to have done this. Or, so he's constantly working and you could see he constantly was um, meticulous with his approach and how he organised and how he motivated the players. Steve yeah. Bruce, all you see him is rubbing his fucking hand over his face at the side of the pitch, hands in his pockets doing goodness knows what might I fucking add, chomping on a fuck is worth his original and giving out tired, cliched excuses after the match for yet another defeat. Um, and and the comparisons are absolutely ludicrous. And people like Jamie Redknapp should, oh, be, should be disgusted. Absolute pure and utter prick. No wonder his fucking wife wrote, walked out on him. Useless, probably useless in every fucking department. But he's boiling my piss. Sky's uh, build up to games with the likes of uh, Jamie Redknapp on. Um, I, I would simply ask, would you want him at your club if he's so great? When Jurgen when Jurgen Club goes, do you want him at your football club? How come he's not getting linked to other football vacancies? When the West Brom job came up, how come they weren't desperate to get him? So on and so forth. Yeah. Um. And again, you're saying about other managers successful under the Ashley regime. He's he's him and McLaren are probably the only two who've been trusted with money. But Alan Pardew certainly did a lot better in getting that fifth place finish. Um. So there you go. There's a there's one example, and I'm not saying Pardew was great because he wasn't. Yeah. Um, but again, he did, he did a damn sight more than what he did. And I would argue it's not about the the previous managers. I think you should look at the investment and how the likes of Rafa made profit, and previous managers have had to make profit or cut your uh, cloth accordingly. Um, you know, Chris Hutton did well for our football club under him, and um, you can't just say a straight comparison when you've had a hundred million pound to spend and other people have had to make a transfer profit. So yeah, get your exactly. facts straight. You're talking shit. And again, anybody who was a Geordie would know exactly what had been going on at that football club, but he's not got an idea. And going back, touching on DeAndre Yedlin. Yes, he's not the best fullback in the world. I've never pretended that. We had a fantastic season for us in the championship. Thank you very much for that, as Dwight Gale did and several of us. Right? He's been at this club for several years and he's given his best for the football club. Um, so you've got to you've got to respect that. And 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 we don't want to go around uh treating players shit because then you get a bad reputation. And then when it comes to recruiting the next bunch of players, then you know you're not going to get your Rob Lees and your Warren Bartons of this generation coming out and saying, Oh, yeah, fantastic. You get the likes of Joey Barton who says, don't touch Newcastle with a barge pole. Kevin Keegan, don't touch that club with a barge pole. Whilst that man is owning it and them fucking clowns who know nothing about football are running it day to day. So yeah, yeah you've, got to have, you've got to have a certain amount of classmate respect for players who have represented the club to allow his permit to work, to just uh, to run out and expire. Just tells you about the type of officials that we've got running the club. 
disgusting, inept. Wouldn't happen at any other Premier League club but us. No, We've got to accept it. Boring us. Yeah, it, it's just we're across Shag. the board in terms of how shit we're on, Paul. Honestly, mm. I mean, you look at you, you, you look at Steve Bruce's uh, press conferences at the minute. He's straight up lying in press conferences. I think he said it was either a couple of days ago or last week um, that um, Newcastle have only had one top half finish in 15 years. We've had four. Like, and he's meant to be a fan of this football club, Paul. If that's what they meant, if Broad. that's what the national media believe, and and like you're saying, I oh, one top half finish. We're used to being in the bottom half. Is that as if that justifies or limits what you can do as a manager? Past couple of weeks, he's been saying he's bang average. He's made a career out of being bang average, and it's like he just limits and 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 puts himself down all the time. Like if if you're saying things that like how the fans, how the players, how the staff working for you meant to have any confidence in you when you're spouting utter shit like that every single week, calling the opposition superior every single week, calling us basically calling us shit every single week, and then it, yeah. and then it's been on the field how just how negative we really are under Steve Bruce. Did you hear what Jack Grealish said? Um, he really said on the 69th uh, minute during the game yesterday. He, 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 yeah, yeah. He says, "Get amongst this lot. The shite. The proper shite." Now, if that doesn't sort of perk you up, and as a manager, shut that little fucking cunt up. No, there's nothing. There's no leadership, mate. There's no changing of things. There's no John Joe. I want to fucking prove this absolute prick wrong. Yeah, there's no, no. There's no comeback. There's no. Well, at least I can fucking drive my car out crashing into fucking various things. You useless bastard. There's nothing. There's nothing nah. at all, mate. There's mate, nothing. There's it, no life in the beast. No, nah, you're right. It's not. And to get onto the, to get onto the, well, we'll try and start talking about the game because well, so we, difficult. It, I mean, we're talking about the games less and less at the minute, Paul. That's such as the podcast at the moment. But the team that started last night, it's a third different formation in three games, Paul. But we're doing it his way now, and it's just like it's after after doing the whole Frank Sinatra, doing it his way, he reverts back to the wing back system. Um, so what was the point in playing four four two against Arsenal? That if you're going to go exactly back against, so you're going to play four at the back against Arsenal away, but then Aston Villa away, you're going to play a five at the back. Oh, for fuck's sake! What sort of logic, mate, is is that? There isn't. There's no logic to it at all. Um, the starting eleven last night it was Darlow stayed in goal, which I think we'll have to talk about for the first goal. Um, Manquillo, let the goal. Talk about the right back situation, mate, because this is really annoying me. Fabian, um, Fabian Kraft, <laughs> Emil Kraft has played five or six games this season. Yedlin has played five or six games a season. And now Manquillo has played has played roughly the same amount. And then Jacob Murphy's in there as well. What is going on with the right back situation? Now putting I know a winger. Oh yeah. I fucking hate that. Putting a winger. And we'll get onto that onto that shortly with regards to putting wingers on when you take Andy Carroll off. But yeah, playing a winger uh at fullback I'm, I'm, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. But I take your point. It's just chopping and changing for the sake of it. There's no tactical reason to keep doing what you're doing, but you just you're just fucking around with it. you're fucking around with the players' heads. Nobody knows whether they're coming or going, mate. But yeah, it's, the... it's like he puts it in, it puts four four names in uh, four bits of paper into a bowl, scrumples them up, pick one out, 
Oh, Yedlin's came out. You're playing this week, Yedlin. Next week, he does it. Manquillo, you're playing this week. That's literally the tactical analysis of this manager. Absolute clueless, Paul. It really, really is. I mean, there's how how if you're right back playing for Newcastle, how are you meant to attain any confidence at all by being playing and then dropped and playing and dropped and playing and then dropped? It's no because he, yeah, you can't because the manager don't rate you. Very little you can't rotation. rate you if he keeps changing you. It's flipping bit ridiculous, man, Paul. And then to to finish off this team, um, obviously Hayden reverted back into a back five. We got told the team a couple hours before the game. Yeah, um, and it was circulating online exactly what the team would be playing five, playing five at the back with a diamond system in midfield and Wilson up top on his own. That was the rumored team. It looked like it was a five-three-two in the game though whatever i mean whatever it is under bruce your guess is as good as mine but the team yeah. anyway it, it all just mulches into fucking one because it, it, remember he doesn't do tactics oh no solo manquillo share uh lascelles hayden lewis shelby hendrick uh miguel moron carol and wilson and it's just like it's it's just how many more changes to the midfield is he going to make? I mean, Matty, he only plays for some reason against the bigger teams. It's like, oh, I'm going to feed you to the Sharks to try and prove your shit. And then when we yeah. play against teams you might be competitive in and actually make a difference in, we'll just drop you at the bench and we'll play Hendrick instead. Like, honestly, mate, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful regarding Jeff Hendrick, but what use is he? Like, what use Why is do he? Why do we sign him? He's absolutely dreadful. There's surely a reason uh, Burnley released him. And he's got to be Jack Colback, 2.0. He's got to be, yeah, he's got to be Jack Colback. Honestly, mate, he's 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 uh, he's the reincarnation of the Invisible Man. He's absolutely shit. I don't even think his name was mentioned on commentary yesterday. What's his position? What's his? What, can you uh, tell me what his position is? Because I I can't fathom it out. What's so fucking ever? Uh, and I'm watching him like an absolute hawk. But I can't find him out. He's not a winger. He's not a midfielder. He's not an attacking midfielder. He's not a defensive midfielder. He's not a left winger. He's played all of these positions. He's not anything. He's not. He's not a footballer, mate. He's just. No. He's just shite. Like if if you bring him in as a squad player and you play him in the cups here and then, fair enough. But as a Premier League footballer, mate, every single week, are you like you taking the piss, Bruce? He's worse than Bentaleb. Ooh, is he? He's um, worth he, the Bentaleb. I, I, I think he's. And he was shit. Bentaleb was a was a special was a special kind. But um, John Joe Shelby again in the midfield. I mean, he looked puckered after about ten minutes, mate. Like honestly, funny a day, mate. We're getting we're going we're getting into the game now when the the lack of pressing, mate. Honestly, I was proper shouting the house down last night. Like the lack of pressing, the ball was on the edge of the box, and they're just standing there looking at them. And there's like nine or ten times this has happened, where there's five the back five, the the whole midfield in front of the ball, they're all in the box, and they don't push out in front of the in front of the ball or nothing. There's just now there, mate, dead. Like the amount of times this happened really annoyed me, and Bruce just standing there picking his flipping teeth on the touchline. Seven or eight back in at the edge, and I've saw umpteen screenshots. Seven or eight of our players lined up in our box, is 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 close to the keeper, almost within touching decent uh, distance of the keeper. Right, seven or eight of our players back there, and you're wondering and why we're not scoring goals. And and to be fair. You would think with seven or eight back that we'd look defensively solid and we'd be we'd be nicking and pounding out draws. 
in the old Sam Allardyce style. But we're not even doing that. We've got seven or eight at the back and we're still conceding 15, 20 shots per game. You're still relying on your keeper. I mean, I know we'll, we'll get on to the fact he, he fluffed his lines for the first one. He wasn't the only one. He fluffed his lines for, for the first goal. But how many times has he saved us, that lad? Uh, any keeper. And, and he wonders why the defenders are getting injured. Because they've been fucking overworked and overrun. They're doing all the running in the game. It's all right in front of their goal. And he talks about this. Well, I'm trying to get them 20, 30 yards up front. You're not getting them 20, 30 centimetres. You, you really yeah. are not. Same They're ship. so fucking deep. And, and Shelby and Hendrick as a two. There's nobody putting the foot in. There's nobody protecting the back four. There's nobody looking up. Um, these Hollywood balls, it, it's a it's a myth. It's a myth. And, and he might look better, John Joe, in a, in a team that has more of the ball and doesn't expose his weaknesses as much. But we are shite in midfield and it exposes every frailty that he's got. I, I thought he moved a little bit more. He had a little bit more mobility yesterday. But when I've compared him previously... End of the field, yeah, he did. But yeah, the but problem it's, was... It's tracking the holes back. And he just seems to run out yeah. of fucking uh, breath. But I've said before, he moves about as much as a telegraph pole in general. And, and, and there's, there's no bite. The major problem with Newcastle, to me, we've got two issues. The fullbacks are shit. And the central midfield is fucking woefully dreadful. It is shit. It is to the point where I'd rather have Des Hamilton back and, and the likes of fucking, um, oh, like fucking Fumacher and Dumas and people like that. I'd rather have them fuckers in than, so, than some of what we've got at the moment. What happened to Sean, I, 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 I don't know. He just goes missing. No explanation, no rhyme, no reason, no nothing. Um, Matty is dumped out and his head must be literally screwed because he must be thinking does this manager rate me or not he's got me a new contract but then doesn't play me when he does play me it's against the top teams he doesn't let me go and express at probably a level I'm, I'm more comfortable with and he's the only fucker who will be energetic in that midfield but yeah if John Joe Shelby and Jeff Hendrick is the answer I don't know what the fucking question is but you're quite you're quite correct. I could have picked my TV up and slung it out in the garden just for them two bastards uh, roaming about. Well, exactly, mate. And then the the first goal, man, it, it just sums what up. It's just the yep. same mistakes being made over and over again, man. Um, the ball, I mean, the ball goes into the box. Fabian Shea doesn't get enough on it, quite frankly. And uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna dig into Dalo too much, but he just turns his back on it. Um, very, very um chicken shitty, like um to say that he proper backed out with that one mind. Um, and Ollie Watkins of all people, the one that they bought over Callum Wilson Villa. Um, who knows in the alternate universe, mate, it could have well been Callum Wilson scoring past well last night. Um, but I bet he wishes it was, consider because honestly, that poor yeah. lad. Gets no service up here, man. I mean, I've seen, I've seen a handful of fans critique Callum Wilson, saying he's a poor footballer. I mean, he's come not. on, man. Like, he's, what, he's a goal. He's a goal scorer. He's a goal scorer. Yeah. In 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 a, in a team that actually creates chances, he's a goal scorer. But we're the gift that keeps on giving, mate. Uh, he hadn't scored for fucking ages. It, new, uh, uh, you know, across comes Newcastle. Bang, there you go. Have a goal. Sheffield United hadn't won for fucking. All season. Bang, there you go. There's a gift. And we've done it time and time and time again this season. If there's a player out of form, if there's a club out of form, 
then just let Newcastle uh, roll into town and we'll gift you whatever you need to be able to help you on, on your way. I was a little bit confused about, about, about the first goal. I personally think this is just my my call, and I said it as soon as it left his as soon as it left his boot. When the ball comes in from uh, down our right hand side, down their left, when that cross comes in, to me he is offside. Because if the if the Liverpool goal against I think was it Everton that I saw that literally was like an ant snob offside. If that's offside, then this one's offside because there's a little bit of him beyond where Cher is. So again, it comes down to consistency of refereeing and and the use of technology. But to me, I thought we were a little bit hard done by. But it's unfortunate. Cher goes to ground, fucks up, gifts it, and and Darlow, it needs to be a little bit braver and a little bit bigger and a little bit. I want to get something on someone somewhere here to be able to tr- to try and keep it out because you know as soon as we go one nil down, mate. It's game over. It's game over. But I don't need a point, mate. And like with the potential offside, Bruce's luck running out, man. All of this time where he's got that before getting shreds of luck here and there, it's running out. These decisions are go are not going his way anymore. It's starting to show, and now the quality needs to be there, and it isn't, Paul. I mean, we'll go one nil down. The reaction is still the same. We're not closing down. Um we had this bizarre three-man press with Andy Carroll, uh, Callum Wilson and John Joe Shelby for some reason. He was always 35 yards out of position or something from the rest of the team because all they would do is play the ball in the middle and they beat the three-man press. Whoa. And that's 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 the tactical prowess. Be right, lads. Get, as soon as you get the ball from the Sunday league, mate. Run at them. Because I, I heard Bruce saying it on the touchline. It's not press the ball. It's get them, John Joe. It's like, it's 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 nursery football stuff, mate. It's just an utter a complete incompetent manager who doesn't know what a high press does or what a high press is or just anything about modern day football and how a high press would work. He knows nothing about it at all. And then. When they were in our half, Aston Villa, we weren't even looking like we were pressing them. The only player who had anything about them in terms of looking to press the ball in the middle was Miggy. And again, mate, I feel so bloody sorry for him because he's running yeah, around. First half, he was our best player. He's trying, to, he's trying to intercept passes. He's trying to do... He kind of carry a, a, a three-man midfield on his own. And at the he's end of the picking the ball up, mate. Look where he's starting. He's, he's playing in the wrong position to start with and he's still grafting his arse off for the team. Yeah. And he's just he's he kind of carry a midfield on his own mate in, in the wrong position. He's carrying <laughs> trying to carry the defence, midfield and attack. He's getting the ball from literally where the where the right wing back should be and he's running. He's having to beat four or five players. And on the times that, that happens, he's then he's out of breath when he gets to the to the opposition uh, box. You've got to think can I cross, can I place somebody in, uh, can I get a shot in? But <sighs> You're quite correct. I mean, Miggy, I thought, was our, our, our best on, on the day. Um, but you're looking for a response. You're looking for Newcastle to say, right, to take it to them. You're looking for Aston Villa to drop back a little bit now that they've got the goal and they've, they've, they've got that safety net and they're thinking. They're feeling quite confident about themselves. You're looking for Newcastle to, to change some things, maybe, to step it up, to pepper their goal with a couple of shots. And even if you don't score, it just breeds a little bit of confidence going into um, you know the second half because when you are behind in a game even Bruce must must sit there and, and think we, we've got to up the tempo we've got to up the work rate we've got to up 
getting the ball forward. We've got to up the shots or we aren't coming back into football matches. And, and once again, and I've said it, and I, and I do feel like um, a scratch record, if we're not getting the ball in the opposition's box, we will never score. You could have Messi and Ronaldo up front, mate. Never mind criticising Callum Wilson. You can have Messi and Ronaldo up top, but if we're not getting the ball to them, they aren't going to score. They are not wizards. They are not magicians. They are not miracle workers. Um, no. You know, so with the greatest of respect in the world, I don't feel as if we can critique uh, a Callum Wilson at, at all because he no. scored quite a few goals for us. We'd be bottom of the table if it wasn't uh, for without him. And if you look at the chances he's given compared to his conversion rate, it's actually really, really good. It is. But we're not chance. doing enough. We're not, as a club and a team, we are not doing enough. And that comes down to the manager and the organisation, Steve Bruce. But yeah, Miggy Almiron got an uh, honourable mention yesterday, but one of a very few amount of people who did. The last good chance in open play Callum Wilson had was the goal he scored against Crystal Palace, mate. That was that was nearly two months ago. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It just sums sums the situation up completely. It's it's just utterly flipping ridiculous, man. And this second goal, man, Paul. My God, I'm sick and tired of of John Joe Shelby and his defensive positioning, mate. It is utter wank. I mean, the ball goes on the left-hand side. Um, nobody goes to him. The ball goes into the centre. Shelby doesn't track Burton Triori, who's running across his position. And he just tucks it in, in off the bar. Smooth finish. No complaints. Yeah, tidy finish. But no, just no reaction. Yeah, it's game over then. It's game over before half-time, 2-0 down. And it's just like, that's it. Done. Because we're not getting back into it. We're not going to repeat Everton again. And the players just look on the floor and it's half-time and the game's already gone. Uh, social media's going going mental, wanting Bruce out. But it's been going mental for the best part of three, four weeks, mate. People are tired. People are sick. And uh, just just flipping exhausted of the situation. And, and he's having like, it large, mate. He's having it large. And he's like, yeah. He's like walking around like cock of the fucking north. It, it's, it's so infuriating because the thing is, if there were fans in the football stadium, he'd have got it from both ends yesterday. The Villa fans would have been giving them pelters. The Newcastle fans would have been giving them pelters. Um, but you you just know there's going to be no response. I I can take as a Newcastle supporter because I'm used to it. Us losing, us not getting up to the required standard or it's missing out. Or not. Yeah, you're used to it, aren't you, as a Newcastle supporter? But what I cannot and will not accept after I've graft all week and worked my bollocks off all week, right, is to sit down and and to watch that and to watch such an apologetic pathetic, limp-wristed response. Yeah, go, you, you know, sometimes you can go two down in a game, but let's have a little bit of something. Let's not have any no shots in the second half. That is disgusting as a, uh, as a stat. Absolutely disgusting, and I will not tolerate not having shots on target when the club is in a losing position. It's all right to lose. Just go down having a little bit of a go, show That's some weird. bite, show some passion in the shirt and and, and just stop it. But instead, we, you've got Steve Bruce and that smirk like he had in the press conferences before and he's smirking, he's almost laughing. It's like he's getting a sick pleasure out of it all. 
and you've got people like Tony Cascarino who continues to stick up for him and pretend he's the best thing since sliced bread and such a nice man. He's not a nice man. He's a nasty little bastard. Well, he was asking asking his friend to resign today. I mean, I hope he, doesn't fucking listens. What, he, he doesn't care what you've got to say, man, Tony. It's it's a waste of flipping time. The, he's got no self-respect, no dignity as a man. Because he would have walked, he would have realised he is an issue in this football club, and he would have walked away, but he didn't. Mm. And like me, you're talking about reactions and that. He demanded a reaction after Brentford, and look at we haven't won a game since. We've got to, we've got to, we've got to draw against Liverpool where we showed a little bit more, but Liverpool could have still beat by three or four, mate. Sure. You know, we still looked really poor in certain areas in that game where we needed to go on. And there was a little bit of a little spark, maybe, if the games afterwards. Well, maybe if we play like that with a little bit of pressure and keep going at them, we might just might pick up some wins. And then the Sheffield United game happened, and then Arsenal happened, and, and like, and then Villa happened of last night. And it's just not getting better, mate. It's getting worse. Like every game I go into it, I think, well, you know what? It kind of get worse than last week. And then Paul, you know what happens? It gets worse. The, the he finds a way. Like, he finds a way to do it. That's the only work in progress. Yeah, the bar is so low, and he manages to get it lower. Like I'm, a, like it, it's a Malcolm. We are literally living in a Malcolm in the Middle meme. I feel nothing, and, and no, I expect nothing, and I still feel let down by the whole yeah. thing. And I kind of get, I kind of get used to the feeling of just feeling so pissed off and aggravated after games. It's just, it's just starting to become the norm now. I'm not, get, I'm not used to it. I'm still annoyed because things aren't being addressed, and the ownership isn't, it isn't setting the standard for the football club. They're just allowing it to happen. It's, I don't know what hurts us more, mate. The performances, the shit press conferences, or the fact that the club just don't give enough, a shred enough of a shit to do anything about it. Mate, I tell you something, right? If if it was a sports direct branch and it was losing. For ten months in a row, right? Every every month, lost, 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 lost. He'd be down there faster than a fucking whippet, telling him, to, and he would literally be making changes. And, and nobody can tell me any, any different. If this was in his sport and goods empire, heads would roll because he's a ruthless bastard in business, right? So how come the same logic isn't being applied to the football side? Does he not realise now? I've heard people, and yeah, I, 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 I can see the logic. If Bruce goes and the takeover is going through and rumbling through, who's going to want to come in for a few months? Well, my argument would be a fixed contract at the end of the season to a Nigel Pearson or somebody like that. Bring them in with a remit to the end of the summer with a bonus at the end for keeping us up because whatever your bonus is going to be, it's going to be a lot more Sorry, a lot less than the, the hit would be if we go down to the valuation of the football club. And, and it always irks me, and I think back to what Keegan said about the fact that the people who own the football club and run the football club and the administrators behind the scenes don't know. They're not football people. And this worries me greatly. You know? Um, oh, yeah. There's no stick in plaster. It's, it's not the same... Uh, like that, the, 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 this this other coach coming in from uh, Bournemouth is a stick and plaster situation. Now, people keep saying the fact that he's not getting rid of Bruce probably suggests that he thinks he's got enough in the tank to get the club safe 
and in which time that will mean that the new owners come in and they can appoint their new manager. My comeback to that is we need to make sure that we say first of all, and I think there's appointments out there that we could make on an interim basis that would be better than what we've got. It would take the pressure away from the players. It would take the pressure away from the fans. It would mean a, a minimal payoff for Steve Bruce, Bruce of about a million pounds. We're not going to be signing any players this month anyway. So it doesn't have any impact yeah. on recruitment for Newcastle United at all. Um, and then you, you, what you've done is you've changed one of those three things I've talked about, the three prongs of Newcastle. Now, yeah. you don't sort the, the club out because you need to, to change two of, of the three. But what you have done is roll the dice and giving yourself a chance of staying up. Because we are destined, we will be relegated. And they looked yesterday after that game like a team who had just been relegated. Look on the players and everything else like that. The second half, mate, I can sum it up. Nothing fucking happened. Apart from an elbow, which should have led to a red card. VR once again, what's it there for? Yes, it was soft. It wasn't great. Yes, Shelby didn't make a meal of it. That should have been a red card. Apart from uh, the red card uh, incident that we didn't get. We didn't look like a team who was chasing a two-goal deficit. There was no urgency, no desire, no want, no putting bodies on the line. The substitutions were shit. You take, you put wingers on, but you take off the person who would be best with wingers on. I, I don't get that, and I don't see the logic, and I don't like seeing the likes of Jacob Murphy playing that far back. Uh, but again, it comes down to the manager. The manager is not managing this squad at all. Is a useless fucking bastard. Thanks very much, Bruce. Another three points you fucking cost us. Well, the, before we go on to his post-match comments, mate, and I know they'll be to, we'll be able to talk about them for a little bit as well. But he brought on Alan St. Maximin. It is nice to see him back and stuff, mate. But I'm not being funny, mate. But he did not look ready. He looked he looked about a couple of weeks away. Do you know how they were saying? Oh, he was a couple of weeks away, and then oh, he's coming back. It was probably right the first time round, and I think he's rushed him back. Max, I need, I need you to save me job. And he's got form, it. hasn't he? He's it, got form for that one. Yeah, he's and and then he'll blame it on COVID fatigue. Yeah, it's uh, two, three times now. Was there any other managers that are playing the players before they're ready to play uh, from injuries? Other them, it's it's not a new thing though. Paul, he was doing it last season when when yeah. he came back from his injury, Maximum, and re-injured him again. The amount of uh, players he re-injures by bringing them back in too soon, it's unbelievable. And he's doing it again with this COVID yeah. stuff. It's what, not. Would you believe? Life, man. Would, yeah. Well, would you believe Aston Villa? They've had COVID. They've had it bad, just as bad as what we've had. Yet, um, did, they, did they did they look you know at all fatigued? No, he played the right players, and, and obviously Dean Smith, and he, he's had his situation, hasn't he? But again, managing the squad, organising the squad, they still look fresh. I mean, they didn't look free flowing. I suppose you could say there wasn't they weren't at their five star best. But again, just like in previous weeks, just just like against Arsenal and, and so on and so forth. The opposition doesn't have to get out of first or second gear because we gift them it. We're in neutral or we're in reverse. Probably so, the it reverse, yeah, definitely reverse. reverse. But they didn't look ready, and and then we'll and then the, the, obviously the game ends two 0 We don't look even remotely threatening at all. Not one shot on target in the second half, and it becomes it becomes a one goal in open play in ten games now. Um, 
which uh, the last one being Jeff Hendricks' goal against Fippen Leeds, which <laughs> we're coming up against Leeds on Fippen Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like, how long has yeah. it been since we last scored a goal in open play? And we'll get to these pre-match comments. I mean, post-match comments, mate, because I am furious with it. I really am. This is like the this is the straw that brought the camels back for me. Um, he was asked about the about the the game, and he was encouraged about what he saw. Encouraged, mate. We didn't have a shot on target in the second half, and he's happy that Maximin was back, not ready, but he's back. And Fraser, and he's saying, "Oh well, we needed these players to get up the field and stuff." And it's just utter horse shit, Paul. It's utter flipping horse shit, and he yeah. needs. He needs to wind his neck in. Like these, these press conferences are getting worse and worse. He can't but... believe it, mate. He can't honestly believe what what he's saying. He cannot, in his heart of hearts, believe the shit that he's coming out with, because there was not uh, nothing. And believe me, I, I tr- I'm watching the games now, and I'm trying to think. Well, can I think about positives to talk about on the podcast tomorrow? And I'm sitting there going, "Well, Saint Maximum, it's nice to see him back. He's played shit, but it's nice to see him back." Because he offers a little bit of uh, hope for the fan base, right? But then I'm like, no, there's there's, there's nothing. There's not there's a no moment that hasn't been that, positive. There's none. So what's he saying? Is he is he literally is he is he sniffing coke or something? Is is he taking drugs? Is he off his tits drunk? I mean, even Sky Sports are taking the piss out of us. They were they put a tweet out at, at fucking half time. Uh, Bruce is going mad because on the just app, um, the just eat app. The, all the kebabs around Villa Park are fucking shut at the end of the match. We're literally banded. Paddy Power, we're, we're taking the piss out of us. Sky Sports are taking the piss out of us. Um, I, I'm, I was just sitting there absolutely numb. I was angry as hell the first half. And the second half, I just knew what was coming. I predicted a 2-0 loss before the game yesterday. Um, I put it out on Twitter. I expected us to lose 2-0. We did lose 2-0. We could have lost 22-0. We could have still been playing now and we wouldn't have scored a goal, but it's we are sounding like a crack record because it's the same issues. Nothing's been addressed. The corners are woeful. The free kicks are woeful. We can't even take throw-ins. How Im- it's just embarrassing. Every throw-in we take ends up back at the goalkeeper. Um, and then Steve Bruce, like you said, just embarrassing himself with his comments about his, his like and what he's seen and stuff like that. And even the Sky Sports uh, person who was interviewing him was like, really? You're actually pleased with what you saw? Nobody can be pleased with that, mate. It's it's embarrassing. I would respect him a lot more if he just held his hands up and said, it's it's beyond me, I don't know why, or this, that, and the other, or somebody else needs to come in, or or just said, no, that was totally unheartly, that was unacceptable. But yeah. he just talks horse shit. He does. It's embarrassing, man, Paul. I mean, I, following on from his post-match comments and that, I want to actually take a look into the last 10 games to see exactly what he's encouraged by. Um, and he, I might have said these stats a little bit in the podcast, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through them all in their entirety now. One goal in open play in the last 10. I think I mentioned that a couple of minutes ago. One goal full stop in eight, the one against Leicester. With uh, no wins in 10. We've lost to the worst team in Premier League history after 15 games, Sheffield United, where he played three centre-backs, five out the back and two holding midfielders. 
um, and he's wondering why we can't get the ball forward. We've also lost to Brentford B team in a quarter final, which could have seen Newcastle in the first semi final since two thousand and uh, since two thousand four, two thousand five, I think. It was either 2004, 2005, or 2005, 2006, one of the two. In the last 10 games, we've used four different formations. We've conceded 19 goals. Uh, we've had an average of 2.5 shots on target per game. That's us getting shots on target per game. An average of 37% possession and an average of 15.7 shots against per game. So, Paul, you weren't far off with your 15 before. And for him to say he's encouraged, that's what he's encouraged by, mate. That's that's our reality. And he infuriates the fans by saying shit like that. And mm-hmm. it's it's yeah, where the problem lying. It's it's like um it takes some it takes someone saying, Oh, you've got the winning lottery numbers, and you can see them on screen, you've got your ticket in your hand, and it's different numbers, and they're saying, Oh, you've won. I haven't won. No, 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 you've won. It's like one someone. I told, wouldn't fucking trust it if Steve it, Bruce fucking told me that. Someone insisting, someone insisting it's one thing, but everybody else knows it's another. It's a madman, Paul. Huh? He's an absolute buffoon, and he's. I got wouldn't have even said the, the shots. The shots on target per game uh, per game at two point five is about one point five higher than what I thought it would be, because you know, yesterday second half was the perfect example. They should have could come out. With steam ringing out of the ears, you know, with the with the the gander up, really wanting to go out and get about uh, Villa and get the early goal to bring us back into the game. That's what should have happened. Instead, no training ground game. At best, okay. I've seen pre-season friendlies that have been more competitive and more keenly fought than uh, you know th- yeah. than that. And and the players just don't don't seem you know seem to to care. They seem to be running through the motions. And neither did No, and he doesn't. And, and there's no, no team camaraderie, or, or or there's there's just there's no togetherness. And I, I was I was laughing with the missus during the game. Um, I, I was like, well, I, what I think is happening is I think I think they're trying to take the government's social distancing policy too much to fucking hard because not one of them would get closer than two meters to anybody else. And maybe a few of them having COVID has scared them and spooked them out because there's there's none of that. Um, you know, physicality. Um, there's there's none of that closing down, and everybody goes back to that Leicester game uh, when they talk about a Rafa and Bruce comparison and stuff like that. I want to see our team and our players care as much as that particular group did at that time, where literally it meant the world just to win a ball back, just to block. And have, there's none of that, mate. There's absolutely none of it. The bloke is fucking deluded, and if he thinks he can turn it around, uh, I'd have him in the in the um, in the test room, in the referee's room, straight after, and he should be piss tested because he's he's got to be on something, mate. Nobody else in the world thinks, and you can sit there and you knew we weren't coming back as soon as that first goal went in. Game set and fucking match. Yeah, game over. And like you look at him in his press conferences, and he just looks so detached and just not asked and he's meant to be a fan and you've got fans online irate and you've got and you know what it is mate one bit of positivity from all of this war flags coming uh, going outside of st james's park after the game yeah and, and, and making the feelings known and how the club reacted to it they've banned all local press 
from being at the next press conference because they published what War Flags have done. It's absolutely sickening, Paul. It is because they know how much pressure he is under as a, yeah, a man. It's like Bastard North Korea, man. It's like, honestly, it's like North Korea. We're just trying to control the narrative and stuff like that. If if something isn't going right, right, expect to be uh, expect to be critiqued. If you're not doing your job right, whatever you uh, do, if you're listening to this job, right, it, it's it's like the if Steve Bruce was captain of the Titanic, he's crashed into an iceberg. That's not my problem. Not my problem. Not enough lifeboats. No, not not me. Not on me that one. And just fingers in the ears not taking ownership for anything at all. Things can go right, but it tells you more about the man when things are going wrong. What's he doing to correct it? What's he doing to turn it round? He's just blaming everyone well. else. He's the yeah. fan. And the worst thing is, mate, he's actually, he actually had a little bit of a dig towards the, the ownership because he says he hasn't got enough in terms of players. Yet at the end of the tra every transfer window he's had as a manager, he's been happy with what he's bought. And yeah, now he hasn't got enough because it doesn't suit his little agenda that we're not winning games. He's the only manager in Newcastle history to get over 80 million on attacking players. And all of the attacking players that we've got, barring Dwight Gale, are his signings. The likes of the, what, what Rafa had in his team, Kennedy, he's not here anymore. Atsu, he's he's not in the, the squad of 25. Matt Ritchie doesn't get games as much anymore. You know, that's what Rafa had. As, as manager on the wings, yeah, I managed to get the six, the six best goals when Rafa was here with your with your Christian Atsus, with your Matt Ritchies of the world, and your John Joe Shelvies and Co. Right, Hayden, etc., etc., etc. We were the sixth highest goal scorers in the league. Now you compare it to we're the worst, we're the worst or second worst at every single um, stat that you can compare with with, with other teams. So, again, don't be giving me all this. Rafa was playing defensive football, this, that, and the other. Rafa played organised football to a game plan. He micromanaged all of the game for all of the players, and he was tactically all over it like a fly-round shit. Steve Bruce, on the other hand, is sitting there it's thinking about where's his next kebab. Yeah, where's his next kebab is, and he is just a piece of shit. And yeah. that, that's, that's, that's the difference. That's the difference and it's not going to change, mate, for this Leeds game. Uh, no, it's not. I no. mean, we, we'll probably record the podcast on Wednesday night, and yeah. it's probably going to be the same kind of stuff, mate. Um, because he'll chat loads of shit in his press conference about how a uh, pretty much press conference about about how we have to roll with sleeves up, and he'll probably take the flipping top off next because the mm. gloves are already down the flipping toilet, aren't they? Well, I, I, uh, I did that. I put that that post up. He took his gloves gloves off, and there's a um a, a, a video of somebody doing a fucking strip tease, and he's got he's virtually down to his fucking um Lily Whites. You know what I mean? Right. Um, <laughs> and you're like, where 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 have you got those? To, to go to you, you know what I mean. It, it's it's beyond a joke, and it, like we've said before at the beginning of the podcast, we don't want to be have to be so negative. We'd love it to be uh, a positive or look, we've really improved on this, that, and the other. And uh, but there's no chance. Even if he was good on no. on the on the on the uh, on the football pitch, there's there's no time in between one game to another game for him to be able to um, to coach anything. Even if he no. was good on the training pitch, which he isn't, um, and, and then we've got the added complication of a new coach coming in who he doesn't even want to spend the money on things that he doesn't want, rather than signing the yeah, central midfielder, for example. Uh, although we have been linked to Jesse Lingard today, of all fucking players, 
if he's, he's going down, if he's a centre midfielder, mate, I'm an astronaut. He's fucking yeah. shit. But it's um, it's calling up Ollie. Oh hi, mate. You got any? You got any rejects for us? That's exactly what Steve Bruce did with Sunderland. Um, well, Alex Ferguson. Oh, you got rejects. Oh, he has John O'Shea. He's in a, He's he's a court horse. He's on his way out. You can have him. No bother. Mm-hmm. No no bother. Alex, see you later, pal. Tara. That's literally how it goes. But now with Jesse Lingard, Rojo, Phil Jones, and all this shit, and like, it's just so bleak at the minute, mate. And like you say, um. Tired of being wrong. I'm tired of being wrong. Um, right about how negative it is. I hate being negative every week. Do you think? Do you, like honestly, do, does Steve Bruce think I take enjoyment out of slating him every week? I don't. I don't take I, enjoyment. No. I'd rather me football club f- thrived, mate. I'd give. I'd give it just about anything up to to see the team thrive. And like, it's it's just so painful, man. Because you look at a couple of years ago, we didn't have the best team, no. Um, a couple. There was games where we were shit and we were were too negative against the lower sides and that. But what Rafa had, mate, he had unity. He had he had a shit team, but they all battled for him. They all battled for you. All see me, in the same way. All battled for that. They all battled for that badge. Just look at that clip against Leicester, and I'm proud to say I was fitting there to see that and experience that in the flesh, because there was more tackles. In intent in that thirty second clip than I've seen under Bruce in eighteen foot and month, mate. Honestly, just a little bit of unity, a little bit of passion. Because you know what, uh, the club with the Newcastle fan base behind it is a hell of a lot better than the club without it. And Steve Bruce is the complete opposite of Benitez in terms of his lack of um, attention to detail, his lack of unity with the fan base, his lack of care for the football club. Anything Rafa Benitez was for Newcastle United, Steve Bruce simply isn't. And Steve Bruce, his luck has long gone, ran out a long time ago, and he needs to go. Simple as that, mate. Yeah, totally nutly. It's it's your time's up. If you've got any self dignity, if you've got any respect for the football club or love for the football club or anything like that, then uh, you need to bite the bullet and go. Um, and and. Yeah, but like I say, it just reeks that the club won't make any sort of decision. I do just hope and pray that it is. I hope and pray it's because there is something going along with the takeover and they feel like the hands are tied as opposed to not giving a shit. Because that's the vibe that as a fan that you get at the moment, that they just really don't give an absolute shit about the football club. I hope I'm wrong. I hope something is going along with the takeover. Um because that would be the best gift ever. But I'm worrying, and I'm worrying about another very, very difficult game, and I just don't know, never mind where the next game, so where the next win's coming from, where the next goal's coming from. We're not even close to getting near a victory. It's not as if we were like, we've gone to Villa and we just narrowly missed out, so you think next time, possibly if the right Newcastle turns up, you can't think like that. Because of how badly we're playing, we're nowhere near getting up to a stage where we'd be near the winning line. We don't uh, boss games. We don't try and keep possession. Even commentators are picking up on this now. That They said, look, Newcastle are incapable of keeping hold of the ball. And the thing is... Oh, we're dreadful with it. Yeah. If we could keep hold of the ball, mate, right, with five at the back, you'd be sitting there thinking, well, if they can't get the ball and we've got the ball and we're playing with all these players back, then we should be able to pick up points and at least be hard to beat. Yeah, uh, and and sometimes if you're going through a, a bit of a tricky patch, 
if you can at least be hard to beat, you'll pick up points and then hopefully your form and everything else will come back and then you'll start getting some wins. But unfortunately at the moment, we're letting Tom, Dick and Harry, teams below us, teams just above us, teams at the top, everybody win against us. So we just literally... Yeah, we're floating like a turd. You know, we're, we're, we're floating to the bottom of the fucking tank. We're like a turd. We're just literally going to settle on the bottom of the pond. Fucking Sheffield United will catch us up at this bastard rate. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm just not sure at this time that we've got enough in the tank um, unless this is some sort of magical wizard who's coming in from Bournemouth uh, and he's he, and he's going to offer something totally revolutionary. Um, I don't see that anything will change between now and the end of the season. We don't plan to sign anyone by the looks of it. If it, we do, it'll be the odd loan. We're not going to be changing the management. The ownership will probably be the same for the rest of, of, of this season. Um, and if you don't change something, you're going to get the, 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 the same thing. Uh, and we're not close enough to putting a good defensive display, a good midfield uh, display and good attacking display together to be able to earn a point. So we doomed. We're mm. absolutely doomed until yeah. that. Until we've got to get close to the winning line first of all before we can then push it over the line and start getting your victory. But it's so yeah. frustrating because you'd say, what, five wins, uh, maybe six wins, five wins and a couple of draws would probably be enough. And that there is the games there to go. But if, if you're not going to play football, if you're not going to even try and do the basics right, then just chalk fuck. Because accept that we're going to be going down. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what it's coming yeah. to. We're accepting that it's going to be a third relegation in 13 years, man. Yeah. And, was, and, um, and you, can't, you can't complain about the banners outside because they're only speaking the truth. No, if well, you're that much pushed not, about them, Steve do Bruce fucking something about, about it. I, Steve Bruce, was very disappointed about that, Paul, which is bewildering to me. He shouldn't be shocked at all. He really I think Mr. Bruce is vastly it. disappointed with his performance as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> I oh, mean, well, the less we'll probably say on uh, Steve Bruce's <laughs> performance, the better. But the final point I want to make here before we wrap up is like Mike Ashley, need, for once, needs to put a level head on. He needs to think logically because Steve Bruce is more than capable of relegating this football club, and relegation has more repercussions than the other two put together did because Steve Bruce could cost you this takeover deal, if arbitration went well, if everything went well in between, they're not going to pay £350 million for a championship football club. If we get relegated, though, if they are still interested, which it might be, it might put them off because we're not a Premier League team anymore and we're not in the big league. Um, it could easily put them off. But if it doesn't, they're not going to pay £350 million for Newcastle United. You'd be mad. They'd be absolutely mental, and judging from what they're like in business and stuff, I don't think they would over. I don't think they would do that to themselves. Not a chance. So Steve Bruce could could sabotage that deal, and not only that, mate, but the TV money from the Premier League as well. That's there every season, and with there being yeah. more TV money on Sky and on BT and on Amazon this season than there has been any other season due to the COVID outbreak and stuff there's going to be more money there um, and then the, Premier, the the money you get for finishing in the Premier League as well that's significantly lower all these millions I'm talking about mate he's sabotaging for the sake of 1.5 million to sack this useless bastard and the useless other Steve bastards yeah. as well. or just stick him on garden and leave do what uh, Spurs did with Pochettino 
sticking on sticking him on uh, gardening leave, park him, run down his contract. If you're that fussed about pulling out a million pound and leave it for a new ownership to get rid of him, just do what is necessary and, and bring in a, a Nigel Pearson. Bring somebody in who's going to very quickly and give them a sharp, you know, shock, a culture shock, a, a change in somebody who might be able to work on stuff. Pearson's got connections from his time here before. I'm not saying he's the best manager in the world. I'm not saying he's my cup of tea. I'm not saying he plays the football I want to. But at, at the moment, we've got to save <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of a punter ended. We've got to save our bacon. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And and by any means necessary, you know, uh, the, the village idiot would do a better job than Steve Bruce. Uh, you know, he's lost that nice man image that he had before. It's not a nice man. No, it's he's not. A self, he's it's... a selfish, nasty, pig ignorant bastard who yeah. is gambling with the future of our football club. And the destiny yeah, for the yeah. next 15, 20 years. Yeah, it, it has serious repercussions, mate. And I don't think anyone in the hierarchy of Newcastle realised that. Honestly, they don't, mate. And um, as for Steve Bruce, the nice man image is well and truly gone for me because he's had, he's had no respect at all. Keeps digging out fans every single week. We've been called keyboard warriors. We've been accused of causing mass hysteria, and he, he eventually digs at the two managers that would be uh, the popular vote if he was to leave his job: Rafa Benitez and Eddie Howe. And the thing is, Rafa Benitez is available now. Honestly, I, I like they should get on the phone back to him and just say, "Look, we're hoping to get this through arbitration. We'll give you a deal at the end of the season. If I'm still here by next season, go again." Just get someone into the job, mate. Honestly, not Steve Bruce. Just about anybody else. I'll not take Mark Hughes. He's a fucking arsehole for, for his... Yeah. Uh, no, for, not for going on football focus and same way. Under the bus. Horrible bastard. It's it's just a fetish for these 90s fucking dinosaur managers, mate. It needs... It's like there's, the media have a lovey-dovey thing for them as well. It needs to be fucking stopped, man. And Steve Bruce needs to needs to go and honestly I, I hope it's his final job I wouldn't wish this horrible selfish ignorant pig faced bastard on any one team in the, uh, uh, yeah. ever again he shouldn't be in management mate. I, not just Premier League level to joke he's at Premier League level but at any level he's he a fraud useless he's a fraud yeah. of a manager and he, and he was bragging about uh, 500 games of experience I don't know how he's had five Premier League games of experience. He's utterly <laughs> clueless, mate. Yeah, and, and all 500 probably back. shit. Yeah, it probably count on two hands how many good games he's had in 500. Yeah. Fucking clambered. And, and, and even then, mate, it, it, two playoff finals to show, two playoff final wins to show for it, man, in 20 years. How much of a fucking sad manager do you have to be for that, for, for that to be the only thing after 20 years? What a de depressing, sad career he's had in management. And I hope we are the final bow for him because he shouldn't be managing another team. And I wouldn't wish him on any other fan base or any other no. football club because he's that bad, mate. It's it's an it's an embarrassment that he's associated with, with our football club. I'm ashamed. Um, yeah, it, it's literally, we have had some jokers and we have had some left-field appointments under the, uh, under the stewardship of uh, Mike Ashley, but... 
this by far has to be one of the worst and most terrible decisions he's ever going to make. And if we do go down, mate, it is going to cost Mike Ashley more than his £1.5 million in the pocket. They've had no gate money all this season. They won't get any gate money. So they're relying on TV money only, which will go down and shrivel down to absolute peanuts compared to what it could have been if they were still in the Premier League. So, yeah, roll on, uh, roll on Tuesday. It'll be... Uh, copy and paste, no doubt about it. And um, I'm not optimistic, sadly, not optimistic. Um, I don't think the run is going to end uh, on uh, Tuesday. I pray I'm wrong. I pray, pray, pray I'm wrong. So always a Newcastle to, to do well. It, but, there's no point, mate. It's just going to be another you know, and repeat, I think. But while yeah. looking for a new name for the podcast, we like to like to have a um, a name that's relevant to, to the times of Newcastle, because um, I know there's there's podcasts about that keep the same name and stuff that's one of the ways we we try and be different and have a have a different name for like different uh periods of the being a fan under un, under this same um, football club i suppose but uh yeah get your names in the comments if you's what if you's fancy giving one your name um it'll be the magpie 24 7 podcast for now but we're looking to change that uh, and with your suggestions and um, get them in and we'll see what see what the crack is but um unless there's anything you want to add paul from from this i think I think, no, yeah, happy days, it's, isn't it? It's been a better podcast, I think, because we've we've managed to get a lot off our chest and we've been able to dissect it by our standards very well. So I think, yeah, um, it's been it's been a decent podcast, I think. But yeah, it's just a case of we're going to be repeating ourselves on Wednesday again. <laughs> it, oh God, I totally get it. just just something. It is so painful watching us week in week out. It is absolutely disgusting it's worse than uh, walking in on, on your parents at it it is a bad 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 time it is rank being a newcastle supporter at the moment but yeah, uh, really yeah it'll come round six o'clock tuesday and we were sat there i might think it's my tax return off <laughs> <laughs> multitask multitask well, my uni first. Next week, so i think i'm just going to do some uni work like instead so if oh, it isn't God. a podcast on wednesday we decided to do tax return and uni studies so <laughs> yeah bear with one that um that is indeed a work in progress whether that happens or not but um yeah it's been the anyone no not the anyone for being podcast i don't think it, <laughs> it's usually at the start i do that it's the it's been the magpie 24 7 podcast as always me and Paul uh, shooting the breeze best we can considering the situation. But uh, if you enjoy it, thank you very much for your support. It's be if, if you're sticking with for now, the good times will be even better. I promise. I mean, it, everything's doing well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the podcast, everything's doing really well. Really appreciate you interacting with twelve thousand. Twelve thousand. Yeah. We're up to in total. So it is in, going in, fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm at by twenty four seven. And thank in, you because it does in, mean. In, a- and you become as well. Uh, we're getting some new intros made and that, and then for next season, YouTube will come in. Um, so the podcast will be on there as well as Paul's man and the van stuff. And my um, my it's I don't know if it's any 29 view or KT Ramblers, it's one of the two, but um, yeah, that's the I'm taking too long with this outro on it, Paul. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll love yous and leave yous, and uh, we'll uh, catch you on the next one, everyone. See you later. <laughs>